bad podcast about reviews that made us angry because they were bad with your host sam reardon and our commentator elizabeth friedley so to start us off our first review is by richard brody from the new yorker boo (laughs) so elizabeth first thoughts on that for the record i have seen the original suspiria from 1977 And I have also seen the Suspiria made in 2018. I liked the movie. Richard Brody fucking hated it. (laughs) And that's where we have beef. Uh, So, (laughs) Mr. Brody, watch out. He's shivering in his Manhattan loft. (laughs) Okay, my quick outline of the original. I will say that it's genius in its own way. But... If we're talking about depth and symbolism, or if we're talking about portraying, like, themes, especially through dialogue, like, that that just ain't there. Here we go. Mr. Brody says, The original Suspiria is already symbolically reverberant in its frenzied vision of young women searching for mother substitutes and becoming vulnerable to older women whose powers of creation are matched by their powers of destruction. So, (laughs) so, that's a bold claim. (laughs) And I'm kind of wondering if he actually ever saw the original Suspiria or if he's just making shit up. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of women at a dance school mm-hmm. and there are dance instructors yeah how did we get to mother substitutes apparently when you put a bunch of women in a room that just means that there are women just looking for mothers <laughs> they're, they're just like i don't have one i need another one this just applies to everybody broadly across the board that's how women work <laughs> like if there's a woman in power like if she's mm-hmm. a teacher mm-hmm yeah. Bam, that's a mother. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's what he's saying. He's like, he is. If a woman is president, she's uh, all of our moms. She's a mother. She's, she's our, yeah, she's our mom. Like, what? How did he get there? Okay, if you change this, it's frenzied vision of young men searching for father substitutes. Do you think that anyone would think that if there were a bunch of men in the room? Yeah. Thanks, Dick. Ooh, what a beginning. <laughs> So we're going to move the on. The next bold claim. The next bold claim Mr. Brody has made in this review is the 2018 has nothing, nothing to say about women's history, comma, feminist politics. That's and that's where we cut that off. So just what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, can you give me a quick summary of... <laughs> Who Richard Brody is, just from, like, a quick look oh, at him. Yeah, uh, so Richard Brody is a upper-middle-aged man uh, with a two, what is this, like a bald, totally he's balding. He's totally ba- balding, yes. Uh, a little bit of hair on each side, very gray, long Gandalf-esque beard. And apparently, from this illustration of him on The New Yorker, he's the devil because his <laughs> eyes are totally black. With the pretentious... Minus shit, um, 
circle glasses. That's kind of a sign, like, if you see him walking down the sidewalk, you're like, I do not want to interact with Richard Brody. (laughs) So basically, though, we're talking about, like, this older white guy. Yep. Yep. And who knows? Women's history (laughs) or feminist (laughs) politics better than him. Exactly. He is a scholar. (laughs) So... 2018 movie has nothing to say about women's history or feminist politics. Um, But the original Suspiria has a lot to say, which is why it has scenes in the middle of the first act of the movie where there's just a random guy who they're talking about how hot he is. Don't know why he's in the movie. (laughs) Have no idea why he's in the movie. But that's a superior version, superior storytelling. Of course. That's women's history. But <laughs> but um, yeah. whereas you have the new Suspiria, which there are no men at the school. So that was enough. He, he liked the version better where there was mm-hmm. a random male yeah. ballet artist who was horny Mm -hmm. yeah um he liked that version better. yeah he liked that version better besides the 2018 version where there was what appeared to be a trans woman also in their class i could be wrong about that so all right part two luca guadagnino's remake of suspiria embodies a familiar trope of the art house consensus the application of political themes to movies like items on a checklist. Suspiria is full of disconnected, static, but attention-getting details of vast historical import, and these adornments function as far more insidious than mere virtue signaling or pride. They are bait for critical vanity, handing critics toys to play with, toys that can be defended as educational while offering little substance and less thought. So do you think he, do you think he's into the movie? Like at this point? (laughs) Do you think, do you think he's like doing this cool, chill, objective review? Uh, I mean, (laughs) yeah, totally. Are you getting, are you getting a vibe? Do you think it's clear enough that he goddamn hates this fucking movie? Yeah. I want to know what Luca Guadagnino did to him because he is pissed. Thank you. So my rebuttal for this point is just literally from his own article. And he says here, he uses words like lazy in his review. So I'm just going to read a bit from Dick's review in his own review to refute his review. So he's saying that the filmmakers use bits and touches of actual political events of the time. Primarily the ambiance of political violence centered on the Red Army faction, and in particular the hijacking of a Lufthansa jet by Palestinian agents demanding the release from German prison of the group's leaders. Just the fact that that's included in the movie mm-hmm. refutes the fact that this is a lazy application of historical events because we're not talking about oh, the Berlin Wall existed. But, like, these are people who clearly had some knowledge of what's going on beyond what most Americans, I would say, are taught in school at the very least. And, if anything, maybe something that's more European-centric. So just looking at Richard Brody's face, I'm going to say he's 92. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that by that math, like probably when he started at the New Yorker, it was kind of one of those situations where it was like you just kind of walk in the office and they're like, oh, good. We only source locally. Cool. The internet hasn't been invented. That's mm, – anyways, okay. We were both uh, um, journalism majors. Yes, we were. <laughs> where are we working, Sam? <laughs> we're working at a library. <laughs> um, but Richard Brody, I'm sure he has multiple degrees oh. from esteemed institutions yeah. that he got back in 1902. One thing that's when Harvard opened. Yeah. You know, he's like, what is it? I don't know what it is. It's to me. It's, it's to me. It's <laughs> he says the word feminist like five times in this review to the point where it's a little suspect. Like, who are you trying to like prove a point to? Like, yeah. If you're just pissed at like Guadagnino, mm-hmm. like you could just say that, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could send him an email. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> deal with that in your own time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, so we're going to move on to part three. I have here a straight-up lie. Oh, yeah. From Richard. All right, let me read this straight-up lie. As for Susie, she's not merely from a small Midwestern town. She is also said to be a Mennonite, yet the movie can't be bothered to delve into her life beyond the company's walls, a subject that the original film treated amply and effortlessly. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> Straight up lie. <laughs> That's false. <laughs> Just, yes. Those words he said, those weren't true things. <laughs> oh, man. The original Suspiria? So you want to know what we um, find out about Susie's inner life? You meet her mom, her dad, you see her hometown. Oh, wait, just kidding. The first time you see her, she's at the airport, and she never talks about anyone else in her life or where she came from. Whereas in this new one, we get multiple flashbacks of her home, of her mom, of her family. Mm-hmm. We get we get a whole monologue about how she used to sneak out to see dance performances, about why she wants to be a dancer. Certainly more than the original. And I wouldn't say, though, that I don't think that was ever the intent of Suspiria. Suspiria was about a bold experiment and kind of what a horror film is but to me it wasn't so much of a talky drama Mm -hmm. um but I guess that's what Richard wanted and I guess that's what he thought the original was once again go back to how he just fucking hates this movie (laughs) I don't know I just want to point out again how he contradicts himself in his own review because he says she's from a small midwestern town and is said to be a Mennonite, mm-hmm. which is 110% more than I got in the original. Yeah. I so literally have said, no idea. Yeah, they never even, this was never covered in the original. So already another detail. And then he says here that we can't be bothered to delve into her life beyond the company's walls. Okay, the film is contained. <laughs> right? He has a problem with the film being contained in its setting. Also, they are are actually scenes of her life beyond the, yeah. the company's walls. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. Um, <laughs> that's a cool fake thing. <laughs> but here in it's written in words for a publication, <laughs> yes. a subject that the original film treated amply and effortlessly. effortlessly. Ugh. Ugh. Like I thought I was just watching a girl walk through an airport, but I was actually watching her entire life exactly and i just got it wrong yep yep 
It just went by so quickly. It was so effortless. That's I know. That's exactly it. Awesome. weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry, we're getting to my favorite part. <sighs> yes, here we go. Let's get to part four. The Wikipedic superficiality and politic frivolity are matched by the appropriation of a few jingling baubles of feminist dialogue meant to get viewers hungry for substance to salivate. Like, nothing he's saying is a fact, but... <laughs> Buddy, he hates Luca Cognito. I know. He's, he's just... He's basically just saying, you know, like, there isn't any substance here. We're just trying to bait you with feminist dialogue. This just his lived work. experience as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes him really qualified to just tell us what is and isn't feminist dialogue. Yeah, yeah I always look to old white men for yeah. my feminist dialogue for all my discourse needs. But yeah, like I'm just a plebe, so I was um, <laughs> I was salivating for yeah. that fake feminist I dialogue. Know, right? But Richard pointed it out to me. He was like, "No, girl, that's wrong. That's not feminist dialogue." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> Um, we're getting to my favorite part. Yes. Sam, if you'll indulge me, this is all just on my page. Okay. He decided to talk about Luca Guadagnino's frivolous feminist dialogue, which I have no idea what he's talking about, which is already a problem because I saw the movie and you'd think I would have some inkling of what he's talking about. I don't. But I just wanted to read a few quotes Uh from his all-time favorite movie the original suspiria from 1977 some of their quality dialogue (laughs) oh yes let's get into this quality dialogue i'm so excited okay i'm so excited too so this is miss tanner Mm -hmm. this is pavlo our general handyman he's really ugly isn't he don't be afraid to say so can't understand you anyway he speaks only romanian you see that gorgeous smile? He's felt very handsome ever since he got those false teeth. Mwah! It's a masterpiece. Okay. Susie, Sarah, I once read that names which begin with the letter S are the names of snakes. Sarah sticks her tongue out at Olga. Mmm. Olga. Olga. Mmm. Now we, I'm going to treat you to a quick comparison. I'm reading bits from about the, like, the end from the original and the new one. So first I'm going to start with the 1977. And this is Helena Marcos. Who is it? Who's there? Ah, I've been expecting you. The American girl. I knew you'd come. You want to kill me. You want to kill Helena Marcos. You wanted to kill me. You wanted to kill me. What are you going to do now, huh? Now death is coming for you. You wanted to kill Helena Marcos. Hell is behind that door. You're going to meet death now. The living dead! I just wanted to read a bit of dialogue from the 2018 version that Richard Brody thinks is absolute trash. So this is just some trash dialogue compared to that poetry that I just read. Okay, so from the 2018 version, Patricia, mother Mother, we're so tired. Mother Suspiriorum. What do you ask, Patricia, to die? I want to die. Feminist dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what, what's the pandering? Oh, yeah, pandering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pandering. 
Who is it? Who's there? <laughs> ah, I've been expecting you. <laughs> I've been expecting you, Dick. <laughs> I knew you would come. You want to kill me? Just saying facts out loud. I would just encourage you guys, honestly, to watch both versions. Do not trust Richard Brody. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And it makes me angry because he got paid money for this. And this got published. And Richard Brody was like just the final word on feminism. (laughs) And I just really don't know why any of this happened. I have a personal message for Richard Brody. Yeah. Richard. Are you listening? Lean closer, sir. Yeah, lean closer, Richard. Okay, get all in this. Get it in your ear holes. Your review sucks. Whoa! (laughs) Your review sucks. Oh, that was a really good tie-in. And now I'm going to do the disclaimer that I'll I'll probably delete if I have the courage to listen to my voice again. But (laughs) it's not personal. I don't know Richard. Honestly, he seems to have a really good vocabulary. He's a good writer, but his review sucked, and that's pretty much the end.